Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. I can't believe I'm saying it, but the Miami Heat were actually watchable last night. It is Chris Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. In just moments, we will get to your calls on what the most alarming part of the game was for the Miami Heat last night. What has you most concerned for the Boston Celtics. That really is what was alarming. So let's not waste any time and roll. Here we go! go, go. Only one place to start. Butler on the right side has to put it up, does, around, and down! A dagger three by Butler to push the lead to 10. Miami takes a 1-0 lead in the Eastern Conference Finals, 123-116. to The Miami Heat just want to kill you. That's all there is to it. They are absolute killers. They're not the most talented. We get that. They are painful to watch play basketball a lot of the time. I don't know if you watched a regular season game, just one, you could figure that out. Yet somehow when they get to the postseason, they become a much different team. And this is not cliche. This is not cliche. This is the team that this is the most true it's ever been with. There has never been a team like this. And there, with Jimmy Butler, there have been players like this. But when you look at what he actually accomplishes and what he is able to do, considering what is around him, it is just flat-out astounding. Flat-out astounding. And Eric Spolstra is, frankly, Pretty darn impressed. One of the the premier, if not the premier, two-way basketball players in this association. That's what we needed. We needed, you know, him to make some plays defensively. We needed him to also just be ball containment defensively. You know, on the ball, off the ball, all that stuff. Settled us offensively. You know, that that's a big part of us, you know, not turning the ball over. is just having a place where you can throw the ball and get a little bit more settled down the stretch. Jimmy was able to just do everything that we needed, you know, as a, as a scorer or as a facilitator. And he's willing to do both. He made them watchable last night. That's not something that happens very often. You know, during the season, the Miami Heat were one of the worst offensive teams in the league. One of the worst offensive teams in the league. During the season, they were the worst offensive team in the league in terms of scoring points. Scored 109 points a game. In the postseason, somehow they're scoring 115. All of a sudden, they're offensively minded. They were one of the worst shooting teams in the league during the regular season. That has disappeared. They went from a team that shot, what, 43 44% during the regular season to a team that last night shot 54% from the floor and 52% from three. And in the postseason overall, it was shot like 48. Is that sustainable? I don't know, but every time I keep saying it's not, 
They keep showing up and they keep playing. Meanwhile, like we can talk about putting them in a grinder. God knows I have talked about that to no end. But defensively, they're not very different than they were during the regular season. You know, their defense during the regular season, we knew what it was. It, again, 109 points a game on that end as opposed to what they were scoring, the same. So as bad as they were offensively, they were that good defensively, and that's why they even got into the play-in. So now we see a team that just understands what taking it to the next level is all about. And dear God, I can't believe I'm buying into this crap. But heat culture is a real thing. Heat culture is a real thing. It has taken me years to buy into this, but I can't argue it anymore. They keep winning game ones. They keep winning series. And when teams like the Boston Celtics decide they're not going to play a full four quarters, they thrive on that. They're they're like vampires. They will suck the energy out of you in the way they beat you up defensively. And then last night, the Celtics could not have looked better going into the half up, what, seven or eight. And yet, in the fourth in the third quarter, they outscore the Celtics forty-six to twenty-five. They scored forty-six points in the third quarter. There were games they weren't scoring forty-six points and a half this year. And yet all of a sudden, they are an offensively minded team in the postseason. And then there are the times you think you have them down. Like What we saw in the second quarter when they were down by as many as 13. In this postseason alone, when down by double digits, the Heat are 5-2. and When they have trailed by double digits in a game, everybody else is 14-59. and Spolstra is, dare I say, the best coach in the league. And this coaching mismatch, I mean, this is just embarrassingly lopsided. We'll get to more on that and the joke that is Joe Mazzula in a little bit. But think about the fact that you have that culture, that combination, that coach with somebody that is just an all-time killer. He is an absolutely amazing, amazing player when it comes to putting teams away. And after losing the first play-in game, you can't ever have thought that they would be here, yet here we are again in this position. You know who did think they would be here? Jimmy Butler. Damn right. I did. Damn right, we did. And the best part about it is we still don't care what none of y'all think, honestly speaking. Um, we don't care if you pick us to win. We never have. We never will. We know the group of guys we have in this locker room. We know that Coach Bo puts so much confidence and belief in each and every one of us. Coach Pat as well. And so our circle's small, but this circle got so much love for one another. Pump, constant confidence into everybody. And we go out there and we hoop. We play basketball the right way, knowing that we always got a chance. You know, when you think about one player and one coach setting a tone for a team, I don't know that there's ever been a better example. Like, we could talk about Jordan and all that stuff. That's fine. When we talk about who's actually around 
Jimmy Butler, when we talk about the fact that the, the Miami Heat, again, one of the worst offensive teams in the league, and in terms of scoring points, dead last this season, had one, two, three, four, five, six players with 15 or more points last night. They do not let up. I, I don't care about 35 points from Butler. I don't care about seven assists. I don't care about five rebounds. The dude had six steals. And a couple of them were thrown to him, but then he just makes plays. He he harasses. They harass you. It's not, you know, 40 minutes of hell, but it's pretty damn close. At least 46 of the 48 minutes are going to be hell for you, for sure. And while I I just I don't enjoy watching Gabe Vincent and Max Struess and dear God Kyle Lowry who was left for dead as a player and rightfully so all of a sudden in the postseason again the old Undertaker meme here they come out of nowhere I don't enjoy watching this at all yet there was a part of me last night that enjoyed seeing the Celtics put through the grinder. Because that's a team that is not interested in playing 48 minutes. And that tone is set very well by their head coach. But this, to me, this is about a a team that just wants to absolutely kill you, destroy you in every possible way, and they do not let up. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Carlin in for Greeny. We're not going to waste any time. Let's get to a couple right out of the gate. Mordecai's up first on ESPN Radio. Mordecai, what do you got on last night's game? Yeah, hey, Mr. Carlin. Um, I just want to say that it's really refreshing, uh, you know, to see what the what the Heat are doing with their, with their fabulous coach, Eric Folster. I mean, these other teams that are letting all these coaches go – Maybe they need to take a look at what's happening in Miami with Eric Spolster. I mean, it's it doesn't get any better than that. That's pretty much all I have to say. Well, I mean, when you're talking about that, though, and thanks for the call, it's something we're going to discuss a little bit later in reference to what's going on in Philadelphia with Daryl Morey and the 76ers. Uh, there's an impatience level. This is not about that. This is about Spolstra learning from Pat Riley, learning from Stan Van Gundy, but really more from uh, Riley and setting this tone for what it is. And and absolutely bleeding every ounce of talent out of the team that you have. Out of a team that does not have massively big stars. Jeremy is up next on ESPN Radio. Jeremy, what do you got? Uh, good morning. Uh, yeah, so... We're, you're, you referenced this about, you know, just now about the talent at Miami, but they are just, their synergy is outstanding. And their players, they were missing Kyle Lowry. I know you mentioned him. He was gone for like six weeks or something like that. And he's come back, and there's players that just stepped up and met, met the moment. And there's. Oh, okay, but every Heat fan in the fluid, country, fluidity. Jeremy, let's be clear. Every Heat fan in the country and most basketball people had basically left Kyle Lowry for dead, and justifiably so, and here he is yet again. Right, right. And, you know, what, it, they don't care. Jimmy Butler was asked the question, hey, is the, is the crowd booing their home team? He doesn't care about the crowd at all. 
it's like they might as well, might as well not even have people there. He, they are so hyper-focused, thanks to Spolstra primarily, that they don't care about any other outside influence, about what pe- people being left for dead and all this kind of stuff. But they are, they are, they don't take time off. They are, um, they don't daydream. The Celtics look like they were, like at times they were sloppy, turning the ball over, being not being. Um, I mean, Jason Tatum was terrible. Their, Jason their Tatum was terrible was at the end of the terrible. game. And listen, I, I I get it. And thanks for the call. Uh, Jason Tatum was terrible down the stretch of that game. But part of it's the pressure that the Heat consistently put on you. They do not let you breathe. It is a foot on the neck constantly. Constantly. And most of the time, it is not enjoyable to watch. Most of the time. Except now, when we get to the playoffs, and we talk about an offensive team, We just to give you an idea, when we talk about offensive efficiency, right? During the year, they ranked 25th out of 30 teams in that category. During the postseason here, out of the 16 teams in the playoffs, they ranked third. All of a sudden, they figured out how to shoot the three. During the year, shot 34%. 27th in the league. Postseason, 38%. I can't figure out how they get so much better offensively, yet they do. And their defense is just a constant, a constant. We talk about so many teams uh, not treating the regular season with the proper level of respect or, frankly, it just not being important to them anymore. The regular season is important to the Miami Heat because of their lack of talent and because of the fact that outside of Jimmy Butler and occasionally Bam, who's gotten plenty of plenty of criticism the last couple of years. Outside of those guys, they can't score consistently enough, so this defense has to be at this level to get them to the postseason, and then it's, okay, now it's our turn. I've never been sickened and yet attracted to something like I was last night with the Miami Heat. Oh, my God. And, I mean, that covers a lot of lifespan right there. Carlin, Infragrini on ESPN Radio. It's time to say goodnight to that check engine light with the free AutoZone Fix Finder service. It'll help troubleshoot the likely cause of your light for free so you can drive with peace of mind. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone, AutoZone. We are just getting started. Want your calls at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. What is the most concerning part of this loss for the Boston Celtics? That's what I want to hear from you about. Was it the Heat scoring 46 points in a quarter? Was it the fact that Jason Tatum disappeared down the stretch except to turn the football over? Is it the coaching mismatch? I want to hear from you at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Your calls are coming. In just moments, though, what was it like in the building during that epic third quarter? We will check in with one of our insiders in just moments. Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. Shopping for Father's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Father's Day. Whether you're shopping for your brother's first Father's Day or your Renaissance man grandpa whose interests are all over the map, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and over. You can also sort by category like cologne, watches, and more, or gift lists like items for the grill master or the golfer. You can also get top tech from Beats headphones to JBL portable speakers. Or if you're looking for top brands, you'll find gifts from Calvin Klein, Polo, Ralph Lauren, and Columbia. So what are you waiting for? Father's Day is June 16th, and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's offers the ultimate gift guide to make selecting something special for dad incredibly easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Greeny, the podcast. The NBA playoffs. Butler on the right side has to put it up, does around and down! A dagger three by Butler to push the lead to 10 with a minute to go. Uh, we want to win as many games as we can in the shortest amount of time as we can. Um, we did our job tonight. Like I said, we got another one to get in two days. Continuing coverage of the NBA playoffs on Greeny with Mike Greenberg. 888 say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Most concerning part of the Celtics' loss last night. Let's hit a couple of calls here. Austin's in Boston. Hello, Austin. You're on ESPN Radio. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Um, I just want to say, for the team, like the Celtics, that's been in the Eastern Conference Finals for all these years, these past seven years, and three different coaches took him there. Tell me why they can't get over the hump and finish the deal. Oh, I think they can. Please. I think they can. It's just you have to understand the team that you're playing, and they should. They should understand the team they're playing based on the fact that they just had them last year in a seven-game series that was just as much of a meat grinder. We're going to get back to some of the calls in just a few moments. It's Chris Carlin in for Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive can protect your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, ATV, RV, and more. In short... A lot of things. Bundle today at Progressive.com. Let's head to Boston. Let's welcome in Nick Friedel, ESPN NBA reporter. Nick, did it feel like actually at times being put through a, a sausage grinder watching that game last night? 
<laughs> Mr. Carlin, that's exactly how it felt at times, and that's exactly the way the Heat want to play. So <laughs> it all came up looking good yet again for Jimmy Butler and the Heat. But this is a group that is playing with such an unbelievable amount of confidence right now that it's palpable. They can feel how good he is on a regular basis, and there is no fear of this Celtics team because, as you just mentioned, they've seen him three times now in the conference finals over the last few years. They know what everybody's all about. So uh, it was a surprise to nobody in that room last night that they played the way they did, that they had the third quarter in the manner in which they did, and that now they're up 1-0 going into game two. Nick, I am confused about one thing. What is it for this particular Heat team, one of the worst offensive teams in the league during the regular season, that all of a sudden has them playing efficient offensive basketball in the playoffs? I think the answer is it's Jimmy. They see him in a different light once the playoffs start. It's like all the stuff that happened before, all the ups and downs of the season, doesn't really matter. They know that when he's out there and that they pass him the ball, that he'll find a way to score. And if he doesn't score, he'll dish it off to somebody else. But what it's done, Chris, is it's lifted everybody else's level around him. So uh, people are trying to figure out, well, what in the world is going on with this team? What happened? It starts with Butler. He's the guy that makes everybody else feel good about where they're at. And they know that when he's at the level he's at, that they can beat anybody. And so that translates throughout the rest of the roster. And so now all these guys are thinking, well, we don't want to let Jimmy down. (laughs) We think we can win too. And that's what we've seen, and that's why they've gone on this unbelievable run. Because, look, I was right there with you. I watched that Hawks game, the play-in game a few weeks ago. I was like, this Heat team is going to get swept by the Bucks. <laughs> like, yeah. This thing is over. And they go in in game one, and Giannis gets hurt, and, and the Heat win, and it just changed. The light went on, and it starts everything does in these last few weeks with Jimmy Butler. Nick Friedle, ESPN NBA reporter. Follow him on Twitter, at Nick Friedle. Uh, Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Uh, listen, I have always felt that an underrated emotion or motivation is spite, okay? I almost feel like at this point, is Joe Missoula spiting us in not calling a timeout when his team is getting blown out on a run? It is so truly bizarre that even as I sat in there last night, Chris, and watched it, I went, I don't get it. <laughs> and yeah, I, I think it might be because Missoula is trying to say, I know what's best for my team. I know how I want to run my team, and I know how best to pace my team. Well, the rest of the world is sitting there saying, hey, Joe, that's all well and good, but you know, might want to mix it in a timeout here and there. It just does not make sense given the way the the rest of the basketball world operates. And, and even more, Chris, when you're watching them, the Celtics desperately need that moment in time to regroup. We've seen it in every series they've played so far, but this is the way this guy wants to do things. 
and good luck for anybody at this point in the year trying to get them to switch off of it. Nick, when you look at it, what was the most concerning aspect of that loss for the Celtics? You didn't get ball, the ball to Tatum late. This not is one touch player. in the fourth this, quarter. I, I, it it <laughs> was one, incredible. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Not one incredible. field goal attempt in the fourth quarter. I, I, how in the world is a guy who is that talented not getting plays drawn up for him repeatedly, but even more, Chris, how is he not going – uh, to whomever has the ball at that point saying, give it to me. I want this. I'm going to make something happen. It was just shocking. You're sitting there. You're you're watching it unfold, and you're like, oh, wait a minute. Where, where's Tatum at? What's going on? But, again, uh, that's one big problem for the Celtics, but I tie it back into the heat. There's, there's just no fear of uh, the, the moment. They respect the hell out of Tatum. They know how good he is, and they know at any point he can get rolling again. But there are so many teams, and we saw with the Sixers in Game 7, uh, once Tatum got rolling, they just rolled over. See ya. You know, one, yeah. two, three, Cancun. The Heat are never going to do that. They're never going to allow that to happen. So uh, on the list of concerns for Boston going into Game 2, Somebody has to make sure, notably Jason Tatum, that he gets the ball and he has the chance to be a difference maker when he needs it. If not, unbelievably, the Heat are going to roll through Boston (laughs) and they're going to walk into the NBA Finals, which is so shocking to hear and say, uh, given where they were a month ago, that I still can't wrap my head around it. Two last ones for Nick Friedle, ESPN NBA reporter. Um, number one, you you kind of answered it in there a little bit, but dear God, I am so sick and tired of hearing the words heat culture. I am so sick of it. Uh, having said that, for someone that from the outside just hears it and wants to throw it around as a reason, how would you describe heat culture? Chris, I would tell you that... All the guys in the room believe in it. And if you're trying to figure out exactly what it is from the outside, what I would say, having now been around this team for uh, several years, is these are all guys that have a chip on their shoulder. These are all guys that, while a few of them might have been lottery picks, and and had a, a bigger resume, so many of them didn't. And so many of these dudes in that Heat organization didn't really get a lot of chances and had to find their own way and carve out their own path. Uh, if people are trying to figure out how this is happening and, and they just want to throw up when they hear Heat culture one more time, <laughs> what I would say is, that this is a team uh, that that truly does not care. Uh, they they are so good, Chris, at blocking out all the stuff on the periphery. They are all into whatever the message Eric Spolster gives them. He's one of the very best coaches in the league. But the reason that you hear about Heat culture is that clearly it works and. There is a a method to the madness as far as the players they are choosing to put on their roster. And, of course, it starts with Butler and what he's done and what he's created for himself over 12 years. Uh, But 
this team continues to just roll along because they find the right guys who believe in their system. And it is a unique system of one of one. I have never been more repulsed by yet attracted to something that I was last night and watching the Heat play in that game, uh, which I would imagine is, is pretty much how my wife feels at this point. But, but Nick, let me ask you this. I have to go to a gala tonight. You may not know this, but by looking at me, you probably figure I'm not a gala kind of guy. Uh, the dress code for this gala is festive cocktail. Here's my question. What the hell is that? <laughs> Festive cocktail is like what I wear to a, a, a game every other night. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think it is. And, and, Chris, the reason you and I have always gotten along is because I respect the hell out of your ability to laugh at yourself, which is not uh, something that <laughs> happens often in this business. Well, but what I, mean, I would tell you is... <laughs> it stems from knowing what you are. Right, and I know. <laughs> yeah, but so many people, so many people in the business that we work with aren't sure about that question all the time. So, uh, what I would tell you is, festive cocktail to me means polo, throw on a blazer, maybe put on a pocket square if you're really feeling good about wherever you're at. But yeah, it's all about who you are on the inside, not what you're wearing. But uh, I would say blazer, polo, and roll with it. I have never been able to really project that well. Thank you, Nick. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> hey, you've you know. always got the uh, the T-shirt tucks and possibility to <laughs> go with that. Who cares? Whatever. Uh, Nick Friedel, ESPN NBA reporter. In Philly, they used to go with the South Philly tuxedo, which would be the red tracksuit. I think I could go there. Uh, Cam... You have pulled up the definition of festive cocktail. What is that? Festive cocktail attire is colorful, fun, and semi-formal. Think vibrant colors, unique textures, fun shapes, and easy-to-wear statement volume. That is everything that describes you, Carlin. (laughs) Fun shape. There's another thing that describes me. (laughs) It's it's a fun shape. (laughs) I I am going to this gala tonight for a, a, a... tremendous tremendous cause it is a program called dream and they build schools in new york it started about 30 some years ago as a program called harlem rbi and it grew into this and they build charter schools uh in harlem uh all over the bronx and i'm going to this tonight um i was invited to it i'm very excited to go and yet at the same time like when i saw that bubba festive cocktail it scared the hell out of me like what did i have never been to something that wasn't at least just simply black tie or not so i don't know exactly what festive cocktail is bubba do you own anything that resembles festive cocktail not not after that definition no (laughs) um yeah that might be a uh, time where you uh resend the rsvp and it's all of a sudden uh can't make it now sorry now, I wouldn't do that, absolutely not. But I I, I write, I, I mean, I would write back, like, are you sure you invited the right guy? That's that's kind of what I would want to know. Festive because cocktail. Do festive. you have any Hawaiian shirts that you could throw on under a blazer? I, I can't show up in a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> I can't. That's Sounds colorful, fun, and semi-formal to me. Uh, yeah. I don't know about semi-formal. Fun shapes? <laughs> they want shapes. 
I don't have textures. I've got I've got like a short sleeve summer shirt that is navy blue with pink flamingos. (laughs) Sounds like what you're wearing tonight. That sounds festive. Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Um, this program dream is just, I can't say enough about it. It's its amazing. I'll, I'll give you the website and, and text it, uh, tweet it out in a few. And I will also tweet out later on whatever the outfit turns out to be. I, I The thing I can think of is as close to I have would be a suit that is like somewhere between a royal blue and like a, a powder blue. But that's about the best I got. And it would look like I was wearing a tux from the 70s. Like the only other thing I could think of would have been like seersucker. But like then, like, do I, does anybody really need me to look like Matlock? I'd be like Fatlock. Carlin, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help troubleshoot the likely cause of your pesky check engine light for free and help you save time and money down the road. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. We return to your calls in just moments at 888-SAY-ESPN on the most alarming part of the Celtics' loss. Plus, are the Philadelphia 76ers alienating or protecting their MVP? Dogs are an important part of our lives, and keeping them protected is a top priority, especially against nasty parasites. That's why you gotta check out NextGuard Plus, a Foxaloner, Moxidectin, and Pyrantol chewable tablets. NextGuard Plus chews provide one-and-done monthly protection that kills fleas and ticks, prevents heartworm disease, plus it treats and controls roundworms and hookworms. That's a whole lot of protection packed into a delicious, beef-flavored, soft chew designed to make monthly dosing easy and enjoyable. So the next time you're at the vet, ask about NextGuard Plus chews. They're the one-and-done monthly parasite protection you want for your dog. Used with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders, dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. NextGuard is a registered trademark of Boehringer Ingelheim, Animal Health France, used under license. 2024 Boehringer Ingelheim Animal Health USA Incorporated, Duluth, Georgia, all rights reserved. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know we're big fans of BetterHelp in all the ways it can help people with their mental health. And this year has gone quickly. And so I'd like you to think about something that you're proud of in 2024 so far. Think about what you would be proud of. What's something you still want to accomplish this year? And when life goes fast, it's important to take a moment to celebrate those wins. And therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the next six months, for the rest of the year, so you can look back on the rest of the year the way that you have this past year to know that it went the way that you wanted. And therapy is helpful for learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, I urge you, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So take a moment for you. Take a moment. Visit betterhelp.com slash greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash greeny. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. 
Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Greeny, the podcast. Breaking news. The Philadelphia 76ers have fired their head coach, Doc Rivers. On Sunday, the Sixers lost a game. I said immediately that they just cost Doc Rivers his job. Closeout games, not his best self. This is not just on Doc. When your team, led by your superstar Joel Embiid and James Harden, are literal no-shows and not one but two consecutive closeout games, I don't think it was the right decision. We all knew this was going to happen with Doc. It shouldn't be shocking to anyone. Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save a commercial auto insurance from Progressive. Get a fast quote at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Daryl Morey, the Sixers GM, speaking yesterday after the firing earlier in the week of Doc Rivers. And here he is on Joel Embiid's response to finding out that Doc Rivers got fired. They had a strong relationship. I mean, they're, I have to make tough calls all the time with trades. Joel was disappointed, and, you know, some of it was he didn't know the player we were getting in the trade who ended up helping us, but he was disappointed in the players that went out. I think it's natural to be very close with the people in the locker room. Um, he was very close with Coach Rivers. Yeah, he was shocked about the change, and it's my job to... Uh, help convince him that the new coach is someone that he'll have a great relationship with as well. Okay, let's settle down on shocked, okay? Because if Joel Embiid was shocked by Doc Rivers getting fired, I would be shocked. That would be absolutely stunning. We talked about Doc Rivers after last year potentially getting fired. We know what his record is when it comes to closeout games. 32 losses with a chance to clinch a series. We know what his record is when his team has been up either 3-2 or 3-1 in a series. He has lost seven series in his career, including three where his teams were up 3-1. None of those things, none of those things were good footnotes to have on your resume when you fell short yet again. He has lost 10 game sevens, including five in a row. Joel Embiid was not shocked. The Sixers are protecting their MVP. Because if you think that the Sixers don't go to Joel Embiid and say, hey, we're making a change, just want to let you know, or at least make him feel heard, you're not paying attention. That's not how things work in the NBA with superstar players anymore. It's not how it works. And if you think that the Sixers are going to just hire a coach and not give any kind of input to Embiid at all, you're also lost, which was something that Daryl Morey said yesterday, too. No, we're going to hire whoever it is. None of our players are going to have any input into it. Really? That's a good way to tick them off. It doesn't mean that you hire the coach that the player wants. It means... That what you do 
is make the player feel respected and heard and take it into account. But it doesn't mean you definitively do it. When he says that, he is taking all the pressure off of Embiid for A, Doc getting fired, and B, making it look like Embiid got whoever he wanted to coach the team. That is all that is. Those right there from Daryl Morey were flat-out lies, and they were lies to protect his superstar player, and frankly, I don't blame him one bit. Now, we are at a point where we're getting all of these coaches fired so quickly, and we are also at a point where these players have more and more input, they think they know better, and we get owners who are just flat-out dumb and lost in some of this. And so everybody gets impatient. This is the influx of these accomplished coaches getting fired. Doc aside, when we're talking about Budenholzer and Nick Nurse and the like and Monty Williams, this is what's going on there. Impatient players that think that they know better and owners who just assume that they know better. And so they make these changes sometimes without real plans in place, just because they think they need to do it for the sake of change. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts. 